Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Bayer Shir, number 293. We live in the times that we live in, with technology, with a fast-paced world. But what's very important to know is, is that even in our generation, or especially in our generation, there are certain old-fashioned relationship habits that have to be brought back into our generation and into our lives and into our homes. It's so important. It's not just important for people that are old-timers, quote-unquote, that have been married for 40, 50 years. These, quote-unquote, old-fashioned relationship habits need to be brought back for newlyweds, for people that are in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s. makes no difference the age or how with it you are in this culture. These old-fashioned relationship habits need to be brought back. Number one, to spend quality time together with no agenda and no technology. You put away your smartphone, you close your laptop, and you'll learn how to enjoy each other's company face-to-face the old-fashioned way. You go visit, let's say you're in Brooklyn, New York, you go in a beautiful day to Prospect Park and you sit by the lake over there. You close your phones. Take out, bring beach chairs if you have to, whatever it is, and just experience the day, talk to each other. And there's a true joy in that, a good conversation, a genuine laugh, a long walk, a hug. It's extraordinary, even though it seems so ordinary. And to communicate openly on a regular basis. And to realize that your husband and wife is worth that effort. Number two is to be fully present when you're in the presence of others. Or when you're in the presence of your wife or your husband, you're fully there. One of the best feelings in the world is knowing that your presence and the absence mean a lot to somebody else and to your husband and your wife, that your presence with them means a lot. And the only way to let your loved ones know is to show them this when you're with them. And nothing can give you more appreciation or to feel more appreciate, appreciated than sincere focused attention to be fully present. When you're with somebody, you're with somebody. And when you're listening, you're listening to your husband and wife without watching the clock, without looking at the next event. That's the greatest compliment you could give your husband and wife. It's the most valued gesture you can make to another human being. They're too wonderful to ignore. Very often we ignore our wives, we ignore our husbands. The gift you give them is you, your time, your undivided attention, and your kindness. It's better than any other gift. Can't break, can't get lost. It'll always be remembered. Number three is to express your sincere appreciation every chance you get. It's always good to be reminded of that. 
You told your wife many times she cooks excellent meals and everything was delicious. No matter how many times you say it, it's always nice to say it again, to be reminded of it. Or that you look good today, or I appreciate what you did today. And if you appreciate someone today, tell them. Just because they're reliable, so you know, you know, so you give up saying anything because they're reliable. They always clear the table. They always prepare a beautiful Shabbos table. They always do this. They always do that. But just because they're reliable and there when you need them doesn't mean you should fail to give thanks and appreciation on a regular basis. To value someone too lightly is you're missing the depth of their goodness. And you don't want to wait Khalila till it's too late to say that thank you by uh, a Levaya, you know, with the with the Aaron in front of you. And sadly, very often that's the only time we're tragically reminded of how short life is. And if we reappreciate now every day what we do have together. And let that lesson sink in now. And don't wait until it's too late to tell the people you love how much you love them or appreciate them. Also, work together to help each other grow. Not by nagging each other. That's not what we mean here. But to work with each other. To appreciate even the imperfections that even if there's a flaw, you see a positive side of that flaw. You know, you would sometimes too soft. You're too soft, and sometimes it's a valid criticism. You're too soft with the children because of this and this and this. But at the same time, you're telling them to improve on your discipline ability. You say, "But you know something, I always loved your softness." There's something very special in that. So it's a flaw in certain instances if you're too soft and too give much giving in. But I love that Mida in general. It's a beautiful Mida. But sometimes it's necessary. We have no choice. We have to have some firmness. And you focus on inner beauty. Outer beauty we talked about, but inner beauty. If you focus on inner beauty, it'll last forever. Outer beauty changes, diminishes with age or whatever it is. You know, this look, now I'm into another look, whatever it is. You can't fall in love with physical beauty. You could become, you could lust after physical beauty. You become infatuated by physical beauty. You could love it with your eyes and with your body for a while. But long term in your heart, you need to focus on that inner beauty. The inner self. And when you focus on the inner self, that even if there's a wrinkle that happens here, a wrinkle there, or something's not perfect, it won't bother you. It'll become irrelevant. It'll become irrelevant. And people that are truly happily married feel that way, both men and women. Men acknowledge, the ones that are truly happily married, that, yeah, and, and even non-Jews, they acknowledge, is there technically other women out there that's more attractive than their own wife? Yeah, possibly. But the bottom line is, is I can't imagine being with anyone else other than my wife. For me, my wife is the most exciting person. And that stems from the appreciation of inner beauty, not just outer beauty. And it goes with husband, wife to husband as well. Another thing is also to tell truth. 
even though it's true that mutter l'shana is mipnei hashalim, and you have to be subtle, you have to be subtle sometimes. But there are times where you just your your relationship has to be based on truth. If your wife asked you and told you it's very important, I need you to pick this up. I must. You must pick this up. And you come home and you mamish forgot to pick it up. Sometimes it's better to say, "I'm sorry, I was busy and I got distracted and I forgot. I forgot to pick it up." Your wife may be upset or disappointed somewhat. But you're saying that builds a truth, a trust with one another. Instead of coming in and say uh, uh, some type of excuse, I was going to pick it up, and then the, there was a fire truck over there, and they or whatever it is, and then uh, the car broke down, or some other like long-winded thing, just to be mutlashanis because it's an oinus. Sometimes mutlashanis takes shikaladas also. Sometimes, even if it hurts, if you made a mistake, sometimes it's important to say that truth to build the trust with one another. And then to apologize when you know you should apologize. To take personal responsibility for your wrongdoings. And to make your apology sincere. Say it and mean it. Don't bother apologizing if you're going to continue to do the same thing and then say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Or, or, or then say, or say, I'm sorry and make an excuse. An excuse is not an apology. Apology means you own up to it. It was wrong. And I'm going to believe that and not do this again. And then also to be committed on your promises. If you committed to do something, or to, 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 to then you commit to that promise, then you commit it and show it, basically. Don't just promise it, then prove it by doing it. Over-deliver on your promises. Supply more than what you require. And that's a very important thing. And then the most important is, is to be loyal. When you're loyal, no matter how dark the moment is, no matter what it is, um, she is mine. He is mine. Bad day, good day, makes no difference. I am loyal. I am faithful to, re- to the relationship. It's a given. And loyalty means a world to the people who love you. When, when someone believes in you enough to lift you up and try not to let you down, and I'm there, I'm there for you. And that loyalty helps greatly. And that's a very important aside. So just to repeat, to review some of these habits in marriages that we should bring back, whether it seems old-fashioned or not, is quality time together without technology, be fully present when you're in the presence of others, expressing sincere appreciation for your loved ones every chance you get, work together, help each other grow, focus on the inner beauty, to tell the truth, to have a truthful, trustful relationship with one another, apologize when you know you need to apologize, not with excuses, say it and mean it, and then practice it and deliver on your promises and over-deliver on your promises to be committed and always be loyal to your spouse. Be loyal. This is my wife. This is my husband. And even if there are things that, you know, that you feel uncomfortable, this and that, the other thing, whatever it is, they have I they have my back. This loyalty 
creates a true love and bond between one another. Have a wonderful day.